Hello and welcome to Mapreneur, the show that explores how entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schroes and here we go for episode 7. So, who are you and where are you calling from? My name is Aaron Dowd, and I am calling from Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, I, I changed my uh, Twitter bio this morning. Um, I like my my first sentence is I help folks tell important stories. So I really like that. Uh, I've been helping people make podcasts for the past five or six years, and that's kind of what I do full time. I work with a couple of different companies, uh, primarily Simplecast, to provide tools and hosting and analytics for people who want a podcast and uh, have something important to say. And then I also help produce shows for Dribble and a company um, called SVS Learn by Jake Parker and a few other folks. So it's, uh, yeah, keeps me busy. I play drums in bands sometimes on the weekends. Could you explain also to the listeners how you, you became an entrepreneur? Yeah, you know, um, I, 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 I've always really been into music and... I always wanted to be a professional drummer as I, you know, as I got to be 15, 16, 17, the dream was to be a touring musician, you know, be a rock star. And uh, I, I realized pretty quickly as I got into my early 20s that you couldn't make a lot of money playing drums unless you were very, very good. And I, you know, I wasn't, I was, I was good, but you know, I don't know. I wasn't making much money. So I started, I started thinking about ways that I could make money from a laptop while touring. Um, and web design and development came up. And of course, I was also very into music and into sound. And so I was getting curious about audio engineering, you know, the process of recording sound, and then um, changing it and making it sound good and producing, you know, podcasts and videos and uh, songs and albums and, you know, all those kind of things. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I, it all kind of came together and I found myself helping people make podcasts, which led to an income, um, while I was trying to learn web design and trying to be a drummer. And so I was trying and not being great at any of those three things, but eventually I spent a little more time on podcasting, a little less time on other things until it was my full-time job. And, uh, music is, is still important to me, but definitely is not something I work on full-time, unless you count the stuff I do in podcasting and the web design world. Um, it's, it's sort of related to music, right? Like, I learned how to, how to better uh, tell a story or share an idea. So that's, that's kind of how I became an entrepreneur. And for your Apple devices, were you already using uh, them when, when recording with your band, or did it come uh, l later on? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to remember, I think when I first got really into the idea of learning web design, um, I learned I learned pretty quickly that most or a lot of the web designers and the programmers and the developers were using Apple computers. And I'd used Apple computers when I was younger, and I was a fan of them. I just always thought they were expensive, but I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to save up some money. So I worked a bunch of overtime at my job, which didn't pay very well, but if you worked overtime, you got a bonus check, which was nice. So... Saved up money, got an old MacBook, so 2008. This is probably like, um, well, this is like 2009. So maybe it was like two or three years old, but it still worked well. And that's when I started learning. I got an educational copy of Logic Pro 10. 
and a few other apps that I heard about on podcasts and started uh, started trying to make money and found that I really I, I really enjoy helping other people build things. So while I've never technically started to, unless you count like podcast consulting and producing and editing a business, I mean, I guess you could, but for me, it's always been more about working with other people and building kind of whatever it is they're building. And so uh, nowadays, well, what is your setup in terms of uh, devices, computers, mobile devices? Yeah, so I have, um, I have my primary machine is a 15-inch MacBook Pro. Uh, with pretty good specs, I think like a 500 gig SSD and a you know some some kind of quad core i7 and uh, 16 gigs of RAM. You know, with the basic 15 inch laptop, it, it's it's great. The keyboard, it's a 2016, so I'm a little worried about the keyboard going out, but it hasn't broken yet. Um, the dongle situation not ideal, but you carry a few adapters around and you learn to deal. And then I have a uh, it plugs into when I'm at home it plugs into a 24 inch LG 4K monitor that I happen to get from uh, from my old roommate Matt, and that's actually really nice. I think at some point I might get a a 27 inch for home, just because I do want a powerful computer at home. But I want to have a laptop too, so that's kind of my setup here. And then I've got a DOS, a keyboard, uh, might be the four. I don't know. It's it's clacky. It's uh makes some nice sounds. So I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah. Mm, and then a basic mouse and a standing desk. And that's that's mostly it. A few, few like a microphone and a little stand and a few other accessories. But uh, yeah, iPhone and iPad. But all, most of my work is done on the um, the MacBook. Although iPads are coming up, I got to say. Been, been pretty happy with what's been happening lately. Have you been... Uh trying out ferrite the the recording studio or the the app the ipad app for recording and editing podcasts i'm not convinced i'm I'm still not convinced that uh, editing on an ipad could be faster than the way i edit on my uh, macbook with mouse and keyboard really really fast in logic pro 10 so i don't know I, it, what I'm happy is that there are options for different people that like, it, it doesn't matter what you have, you can produce audio and yeah, like maybe it takes you a little bit more time, but you can still make it and you can still make it sound good. I think that's, that's freaking amazing. Like anybody can buy an iPad and a USB microphone and record, record a show or put together an album and, and publish it to where the whole entire world can hear it. Crazy. So, so apart from logic pro 10, What uh, other two, three apps do you use the most on your MacBook Pro? That's a good question. Logic Pro 10, yeah. Slack, uh, I'm constantly, I probably spend too much time in Slack talking to my Simplecast. Uh, talking in my Simplecast Slack room. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy everyone on that team. They are all very funny. And at the same time, um, we get a lot of get a lot of work done, but we have calls too, but... Uh, beyond that, I would say I spend a lot of time in email. Didn't used to be that way, but I email a lot of people now. <laughs> so spending a lot of time in email and then Twitter, because I also talk to a lot of people on Twitter. And then uh, there's a writing app called Typora that I use for taking notes for shows, episodes, um, daily like what's going on. So I have like a, a daily log of everything for the past, I don't even know how long. Um, those are kind of the, yeah, those are kind of the main ones. 
web browser, although if we, if we talk about a web browser, I, I'm in intercom talking to Simplecast customers and future customers all day long, pretty much. So it's been a lot of time in intercom. Really, really enjoy it. It's an app for customer support. And for emails, do you use the native Mac client? Uh, no, I use Airmail 3, which is actually probably kind of old at this point, but it's set up the way I want. I have two accounts in here, and that's the way I like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so on your iPhone, do you use it uh, for your business? And if so, which kind of uh, applications uh, do you use the most? Um, yeah, I, I do use it for my business. I have a lot of I have Text Expander and a Clipboard History app and a few other um, tricks on my MacBook that really help doing customer support. It makes it a lot easier, but I don't have that on my phone, although there is an app for talking to people. And of course, I have Twitter and uh, and Reddit and a few other places. So yeah, I mean, I do a lot of the same kind of stuff for business, but it's more along the lines of communicating. So the phone's really a communication device. And then I also take photos and videos for just for memories um yeah so i mean and slack's in there too so i can talk to people in slack and yeah it's kind of just like a smaller extension that just doesn't doesn't quite do all the same powerful worky work things that my macbook does uh but that's okay both uh both the phone and the ipad are are good at doing those kind of like email and quick check-ins and sometimes even like the the iPad's really great for like long terms of just single app focus because it's it it's kind of an effort to switch apps on the iPad. So I find myself I find it easier for me to stay in one app doing one thing at a time uh when I'm using my iPad for work. So that's been interesting. But uh a lot of the work I do is with audio and the iPad still isn't quite where the Mac is for that. So So which which iPhone do you do you have? I have the iPhone 7 Jet Black and 256 gigs of space. And the, the iPad, which, uh, which model do, do, did you buy? It is the stock cheapest iPad, the $329 one. Uh, 32 gigabyte, 2017, I think. Seventh generation, maybe? Yeah, si- uh, sixth generation. So it's the, the last one that they announced that is um, also Apple Pencil support? Yep, that one. Did you did you try out with uh, the pencil or? Yep, I had the Pro for a while. Um, the the screen was great. The speakers are amazing. The screen is uh, I said that already. Like watching movies and listening to music and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't it wasn't like three two or three hundred dollars more amazing if you know what I mean. Like the 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 base model at the price that it's at is a great deal. And it's like this is enough. I can have this for a while. I don't have to worry about damaging it. Um, you know, but I think either one are fine. They're really, they're all great. And you can get a used one. If your budget is only $200, just go get an iPad air. So yeah, I'm just happy that there's a bunch of different choices, but I haven't been unsatisfied with one of those yet. Yes. But I spent a a few hours in an Apple store in Luxembourg, trying the the pencil on both the, the six gen, the iPad, the latest iPad and the iPad pro, the 10.5 inch. And really, the difference in in lag for the pencil is really, really uh, little. It's almost unnoticeable. So apart from yeah, maybe the ability to to connect the smart keyboard to the iPad Pro, I don't see really a a good good reason to to switch to the iPad Pro. Besides, uh, the last time I check, 
Microsoft had a different uh, license for Office on the iPad Pro versus the uh, normal iPad, meaning that you needed you needed a, a special license on the iPad Pro to run Office. Uh, I, I still I st I need to double check if it's still the case, but last time I. I saw, saw it on the Microsoft website. That was the case. It was a bit uh, shocking to me. Mm. And on the iPad, so it's more for you um, consumption device then, like watching uh, videos or browsing the web or... Yeah, you know, it's that, but I, I, I do talk to people. It's more, it is more laid back. I, I can't work as fast on the iPad as I can on my computer. And I think that's actually good. It, uh, I think it, it encourages slowing down and being more thoughtful. And so writing is kind of nice. Uh, even though I, I do like the DOS keyboard on my, for, you know, on my full size setup. Uh, I think, yeah, it's just, it's a different experience. I don't know. I have a, I have a rooftop patio now and I get to, I get to go upstairs and work on it outdoors and, uh, taking taking the iPad up there and working is kind of relaxing. So I can still get stuff done, which is not as quite as fast as, uh, if I was on a, a MacBook, but I can pull it out a lot of places or walk around with it or, you know, be doing stuff while I'm making dinner. It's just, yeah, just a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. And so we, we were um, yeah discussing before. So you, you have an Apple watch. I, I, I do. I just got one again. <laughs> yeah. So what do you like the most about the Apple watch? Uh, I like being able to quickly see the temperature outside and I like the fitness aspect. All the, the fitness tracking app telling me how much I've, how many calories I've burned, how much I've stood today, because there's a lot of times where I, just the reminder that I haven't done anything will get me outside and walking around and then I feel better. Uh, or I go all day and then I feel super tired and I feel like I should do more. And then I look at my watch and I see that I've been standing, you know, for f 15 hours and I'm like, oh, you've had a, you've legit had a long day. It's okay to stop now. So I, I like that. I like the fitness and I like the temperature and the weather stuff and the direction sometimes while you're driving is nice too. Yeah. Do you, do you have a car play in your car? I, you know, I don't. And I'm, I've thought about, I've thought about buying one because, because uh, my CEO Brad has an, an AirPlay uh, stereo in his new car, not new, but newish car. And it was pretty sweet. I liked it. And I have a forerunner now and I kind of want to get that in there. I feel like it'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. When, when we changed my wife's car, we bought a, a Volkswagen Touran. And I specifically <laughs> chose to have CarPlay to to test it, and uh, it's really great when you when you use Apple Maps for the directions. You you have the map on the dashboard, but also with the watch, it uh, it vibrates when you have to turn left and right. So it's it's really great in, on the motorway. So since you like uh, music, and uh, so did did you buy the the HomePod? I did. So what's your take on the HomePod? Man, I, I love it. I understand why people don't like it. It doesn't do anything smart. It's a, like, have, have the time. Apple has work to do with Siri and the HomePod. But, but as soon as you get music coming out of that HomePod, everything else stops mattering. It's just like, this thing sounds amazing, especially in a medium to small size room. I can't speak for big rooms, but pretty much if you want a speaker that if you have Wi-Fi and a connection inside like a home or an event space or a workplace, uh, and you want just an amazing sounding speaker that's low fuss and relatively affordable, you know, around 300, $350, 
perfect. I would love to get another one and use a stereo pair next to my, my, my little TV setup in my room. Um, and if they, I am all for them doing more, like make a bigger one, make a smaller one, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Just make more of these speakers, please. Because like this takes a lot of the guesswork out of, Hey, I want music that sounds amazing, but I don't know crap about speakers or where to buy them or how to put them together. It's just like, just buy this one. The only thing that sucks is that not having a line in and not having a way to record with whatever microphones they're using. Cause I know they're using good microphones. I don't know how they're here. I don't know. How, I can stand in the other room and like whisper, uh, and tell, uh, Sarah to do something and she'll hear me. It's weird, which, you know, would make me feel weirder if it was a company other than Apple. So, but if it comes out that Apple has been sending all of my voice data to the cloud, I'm going to be angry. Yeah, I've yet to to try out the the HomePod. It looks nice. Huh? It looks uh, really nice. Huh? All the all the reviews and the other people who who bought it really rave about the the quality of the sound and yeah. So now we're going to the the section of the podcast about the a recent haha moment that you might have so what tip or trick did you discover recently that you wished you knew before either on your mac or on your iphone or ipad um you know as as, as someone who travels a lot um the the trick that apple added whenever you could share wi-fi passwords with someone else just by holding your phone nearby to them if they're trying to log on to the Wi-Fi. So this was, as a, as a band member and a, a remote worker and someone who goes a lot of places, this was terrible, honestly, trying to like get a group of people the Wi-Fi password, and especially if it's long and complicated. So a- Apple doing the thing where it's like, hey, if there's a trusted phone nearby, someone that's in your contacts, just hit a button and share the Wi-Fi password with them. And that's amazing. Like that's such a good, that's the kind of innovation that changes people's life. It, it removes friction and, you know, just allows you to get more of your, more of whatever it is that you want to do done. And just, yeah, I, I love things like that. Other than that, I don't know. It's just been like trying to learn a little bit about a lot of different things over the years just pays off in a bunch of random ways. I, see, I start seeing opportunities and connections and places, and I just feel like I have a better grasp on what decisions to make and what to do and what to pursue and what not to pursue and things like that. Now, in terms of um, getting more productive on your devices, do you have anything that uh, you, you, you wish you, you, could, you could get some improvement or you're looking for some help? Um, you know, I, I, the only thing I need to do more of is writing down my process and sharing my process. And I try to do that as much as I can, but that's, that's the key thing, right? I, I wanted to tweet something this morning, something to the effect of what I do isn't magic and I can teach you. But then I saw, I thought it sounded kind of pretentious. So I was like, eh, you know, look at you, big fancy teacher. But that, that's really at the core of what I mean is that like, there's, there's no magic to producing great podcasts or content online or growing an audience and like, there's 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 a bunch of different things and it takes hard work and effort but it, you can learn it and people can teach you so as long as you're willing to put in the time to invest and learn and get to know people and get to know things and places and the stories and the ideas and it, you can become an expert in almost anything you just have to be willing to pursue it so go after the things you love and um, I, I, I feel like I, I sensed that pretty early and I was able to do it and now I just want to keep passing that message around and do you have uh, maybe some do you have some automations that you could share 
Absolutely. Uh, text expander or or some kind of text expansion is super important. So this is being able to type in a couple of letters or a, a combination that you choose and have it turn into something bigger that you would normally have to type in or uh, or drop into a you know a text document or an email or a web browser or something. There's a bunch of different applications for it, but basically a lot of us spend a lot of time uh, if you're going to work remotely or communicate with people or work with clients. Um, if you work on a computer, you're doing a lot of typing most likely. So learn how to basically type quickly and e- efficiently. That's worth practicing. Learn text expander, learn um, keyboard or um, password managers. So like one password or dash lane, whatever one password type manager for managing your login information and your secure information and having all your, you know, and backups and, uh, trying to think what other automations there's probably cool there's probably keyboard shortcuts that do cool things on your computer that you don't know about and it's worth learning about because if you do them a couple times a week um if you're going up to the menu or you're pushing a button if there's a keyboard shortcut for that you can save a lot of time by memorizing those or setting them up so and don't be afraid to to dive in and and ask people questions uh and watch youtube videos if you want to learn a particular type of software even if it seems intimidating at first uh there's tutorials that'll help do you do any automation for file management? You must be handling like large files uh, with with podcast recording and so yeah, on. Yeah, no, I don't do a lot of automation. I should. Uh, people send me the files. I drop them into the projects. I export them. I move them around. And then eventually I drop them into a backup folder, um, backup hard drive. Once it's past probably six months or, you know, I'm, I'm confident that we're not going to need to make a change right away. So, yeah, no, don't do a lot of automation. For I should do more. <laughs> it's one of those things I started getting into, and then I was just like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, there are, there are two tools uh, on the Mac that are really, really good. The, f- the first one is free. It's called Automator, and it's, uh, it's built in uh, every Mac. Uh, it's in the uh, Ma- uh, Mac OS operating system. And um, so Automator is already a good, a good starting point. There is an uh, an option which is called you can do folder folder actions, and you select a folder, and whenever you drop a file in that folder, it will do stuff to the to the files in it. So it could be renaming it for pictures. It you could uh, resize automatically the pictures, applying filters and things like that. I've not dug deeper into what you can do with audio files but i think uh, i encourage you to to have a look at automator that's already one one tool that that could be saving a lot of, a lot of time for you and uh, the other one is called hazel you you might have heard about it oh i have it actually yeah you you have hazel i do yeah yeah no i, I i've used both automator and um uh, hazel before and uh, brett terpstra has some what do they call services that do some really cool things too that I've used over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right now I'd say a lot of what I do is just basic communications with people writing and stuff. So I haven't, I haven't been on top of my automator game, but if yeah, if you work with files and you're trying to be more automated and that kind of stuff, it it is worth the, worth the investment and the time. And I, I have a few things that are kind of like that, that I probably forgot. But honestly, if you talk to a lot of people, uh, text expander and a good clipboard history app. I use Alfred. I think I have to have the the power pack, but anything I copy to my clipboard will be saved for up to three months. 
unless I delete it out of there. So I have this just like super quick searchable like log of all the things I've typed or copied or pasted in the past, you know, few weeks or months. Very searchable, very, very fast, very handy. Yeah, I'm using uh, Paste. And uh, it's an app where you can even create like categories of um, snippets. So you, so obviously it's like keeping a log of everything that you copy pasted, but then you can also add, uh, categorize certain snippets. So you can sort them if you want, sort them in the, in different buckets, which is what I like a lot about paste. And yeah, something that I realized talking about uh, one password, uh, I've installed one password seven. And uh, so when you, when you autofill uh, the, your, the, so the email address and the password, if you're using the two-factor authentication as well, it's putting for you the, the code, the second factor code in the clipboard. And when, when you paste this uh, code into the browser, for instance, it's removing the code and replacing it with what was in the clipboard before. Nice. Which is really, really great. They've done a good job at 1Password <laughs> for this. So going back to, to hardware, uh, do you have any plans to upgrade your gear? So I, I'm, I'm in this really weird place of wanting to upgrade things as little as possible anymore. I don't know what happened. And this will, this might change if the new iPhone gets a, a new camera. But at this point, I'm just like, I want to think about everything in my life except for the technology I'm using, which is kind of weird because I love tech. But at the same time, the, the less time I spend like tweaking my computer or um, thinking about which, which gear I want to buy, the more time I'm spending thinking about important things like work and other people and what I need to do, uh, you know, so, and which is not to, this is a personal revelation and I don't mean that to like put anyone down who loves talking about tech because I love talking about tech too, but I'm just saying the point in my life right now where I'm, I think I'm lucky to have so many great opportunities and I'm just like, Ooh, these things are shiny and exciting. And the tech is just more like, yeah, sure. Like, let me just give me Give me whatever MacBook. I just want it to work. I want it to have good battery life. I want it to not fall apart. Reliability is my number one thing. Make it reliable. Um, let me have my little apps and my customizations. If you got cool new things to show me, that's awesome. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry or get upset if Apple doesn't put out a new MacBook next year um, because I don't. I'm not on the bleeding edge of like technology or programming or I need 1,700 cores. I just, I have people to talk to and I have, you know, I, I have people to help tell stories and, you know, audio is a part of that, but audio is not hard to process and pictures the same. So yeah, but that being said, I think I would like to get either a 27 inch iMac or one of the new Mac pros, whenever they make a box that you can upgrade and customize. Cause I, I want a nice home computer. Like I want to, I want like the best of the best at home. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Is that weird? I went from like, I don't really care about the tech to I'm excited to <laughs> see what happens. But that's kind of, that's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens. Until then, I got other stuff to worry about. Yeah, but uh, Apple is, is usually pretty good at um, making us want things that we don't really need. Yeah. And, uh, that's, uh, that's one of the magic sources of Apple. Huh? Here's, the, here's the trick. Here's the trick. If you, 
you'll know when you genuinely need a new computer. Like you'll know. You like you can't get some of your work done or it takes your your computer just like stops working. That's when you need something new. Until one of the until that happens, you want something new, you know? And yes, some people some people for the sake of speed and competitiveness need the fastest cores and need uh, need 32 cores or whatever for video, movies, you know, big productions. I am not working on those kinds of projects. I don't think a lot of the people listening to this podcast are. It's fine. Just use use whatever computer you have until you have to upgrade. Other than that, you know, if you're making if you're if you're having a good month, if you're having a good year and you want to buy a new laptop to that that'll be lighter for your back while you're walking around, great. Go for it. Enjoy. But don't do you know, you don't don't feel like you have to buy every new thing just because it's shiny or it has face ID instead of touch ID. So what's next? for you and uh, your business. Well, Simplecast is about to to launch like a, a fully upgraded like new version of Simplecast, call it 2.0, and it's got uh full API so people are I I barely understand what APIs, but basically what the guys tell me, what the smart people tell me is that um anyone's kind of kind of going to be able to access the same tools and the same infrastructure that we can so they can build various tools or like build things into their apps and uh, basically, it opens up access to a lot of the, the cool stuff that, that the team has built, which is awesome. So that'll be great. And then, of course, Simplecast being my favorite and recommended hosting platform, just the easiest to use, will continue to get better. And the team's growing. Uh, the, the network of people and the shows on uh, Simplecast is growing. It seems like we're getting like all these amazing new shows like every single, every single day, almost. Every single week. Pretty much every single day. So... Uh, we're going to, we're going to build that out. We got a bunch of other ideas too that I can't talk about yet because secrets. Um, personally, I'm going to help, I'm going to keep helping people make podcasts. I would like to buy a Calvary blue, um, Toyota forerunner, the TRD pro, I believe you can get it in this beautiful, this beautiful, like matte blue finish. And, uh, if you, yeah, if you don't know what a, what a, what a Calvary blue forerunner is look that up and if you enjoy blue things you'll enjoy that get one of those i would like to get a van for touring um my old friend colton just started playing shows again i used to play with him like 2012 to 2015 and then we had to take a break kind of got burnt out um but he's back to playing he's playing a show so i think next year we're gonna we're gonna maybe do a short tour and play some shows so that'll be exciting that's kind of what uh, that's what i'm up to Talking about Simplecast, uh, I would like to to thank you <laughs> on the show for everything you're doing there and um, on the help section. And uh, I'm I'm using Simplecast to host uh, Macpreneur, and uh, I found it easy to to understand and to start with for a novice like me uh, with podcasting. It's a it's a really great it's a great platform. So thank you for all the work you're doing there. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And it's been really, it's been really amazing to see how many people have been able to start and grow a show because of that platform. Just, it, it's been there for a while. This is what I think a lot of people don't realize, but Simplecast has been around for a while and it's been great for a while. Just not a lot of people knew about it. So being able to talk about it and help them build the, the next version and the next iteration is going to be yeah, it's it's going to be incredible, and you know, depending on your publishing schedule, we may have it out, or we may may be getting close to it. Um, we're really pushing for a for a summer launch. So, 
So where can people find you online? You can find me at aarondowd.com. That's A-A-R-O-N, Dowd, D-O-W-D.com. And I'm the podcast dude pretty much everywhere else. So if you type in the podcast dude or Aaron Dowd into the little search bar, wherever you are, you will find me. So I have various uh, tutorials, YouTube, screencasts, podcasts, uh, written tutorials in the show notes, have a blog, I'm in some bands. Yeah, I stay busy. Well, thank you very much, Aaron. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Hopefully I'll see you again sometime and I hope the show does well. Thank you. So for the listeners, all the links will be in the show notes available at macpreneur.com forward slash episode seven. And if you enjoy the show, please leave a rating or review by visiting macpreneur.com forward slash iTunes. Finally, if you have a question, comment, or would like to be a guest on the show, shoot me an email at damien at macpreneur.com. So that's it for today. And until next time, I'm Damien Schroes. Wishing you a great day.